Welcome to That Guy's a Maniac, the podcast. We are a podcast about video games. My name is Richie, with me as always is Farley. Say hello, Farley. Hello. Uh, we are available on www.thatguys.co.uk. You can also catch us on our socials at That Guy's a Maniac, all one word, all lowercase. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is season three. Uh, we have a thing where we talk about each... Oh, no, we don't talk about each other. We give each other a quote and the other person has to guess. Yes. So, Farley, are you ready for this one? Yes, and the, to clarify, the quote is from a video game. Oh, yes, exactly, thank you. Well, we are a podcast for video games. True. Anything else would just be weird. <laughs> okay, right, you ready? Yeah. If you guys see candy on your way out, Tell her I'll give her surfing lessons anytime. If you guys see candy on the way out. Um, my instant thoughts are... Is this GTA? No. Because there's that voluptuous lady. Candy something, right? I have no idea. Candy yeah. in GTA? Yeah, she's uh, one of the loading screens. It's... Uh, and you kind of get into all kinds of trouble because you're supposed to, supposed to drive her about the town for some kind of mob leader and she keeps dragging you into all kinds of trouble. Okay. Candy. Candy sucks. Candy sucks. There we go. <laughs> wow. My dirtiest thoughts weren't going to go. <laughs> yeah, quite yes. Candy, oh, yeah. So it's original. Candy G- corn, candy pulp. No, candy sucks. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, okay. Cool, yep, yep. Uh, no, it's not GTA. Not GTA. Um, if you see Candy on the way out, surfing lessons. Games with surfing in. Or surfers. And people called. <laughs> and people called Candy. On yellow? No. <laughs> surfing game no SSX nope I, I think the last three quotes have given me I've guessed SSX <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean it's a good one one day one day I'll remember to use SSX Tricky as the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I can see my house from here so I'll screw okay no I don't uh, know. give me a clue or just right me. so just so you're clear Farley I yeah. choose my quotes based on something I know you've played before right whereas uh, I choose my quotes on but, games that I know you've never touched yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so like the, the tally of um, who's got ones right and who's got ones wrong is entirely skewed um, is it trauma center second opinion no it's not but Farley you have played games yes correct. that feature characters called candy or a character called uh, candy <laughs> excuse me is it donkey kong yes yes it is uh, <laughs> it's really weird i was gonna say when you initially said that for some reason my mind instantly went to crash bandicoot oh wow a funny answer was a crash bandicoot because of female character there but she's not called candy and yeah of course there's the Sexy monkey, but I guess um, if you see candy on the way out. Yeah, so Funky Kong says it. Funky Kong says it. So is it Donkey Kong Country? Just Donkey Kong Country. 
The original Donkey Kong Country? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Yep. <laughs> um, were you happy to see Donkey Kong is uh, in the Mario movie? I have, I, like, I see a lot of hate for this Mario movie. <laughs> and I pretty much just, I've just decided i'll watch it when it comes out i'm, I'm done with trailers that i'm not hyped by it in any fashion yeah do you know what i mean so i'm yeah, just yeah. rather than get on the hate train rather than the hype train i'm just i'm just letting it be i will watch it nobody's gonna stop me watching it i might not see it in the cinema in fact i guaranteed i won't see it in the cinema i will happily watch it on hmm, disney no it's guys are making minions okay maybe amazon or netflix or amazon or netflix yeah or because it's nintendo some strange streaming service nobody's ever oh my god yes the tv <laughs> yeah yeah great uh yeah anyway i will watch it at some point on a streaming service and i think i'll enjoy it i'm quite excited by it uh, particularly um because they've given us little hints of the music and there's like a you know, remix of one of the many Mario themes. <laughs> and the last trailer, you know, there's <clears throat> at some point it might just be we've seen the entirety of it, there's some Mario casting. Yeah, I, I could go for a cinematic, you know, thing where I could say, oh, I know what that is. I know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. It's... But I don't know if it's cinema worthy. Nah. Mm say isn't it feels like it's a, the sort of thing you might want to pause occasionally you know <laughs> well in oh wait a minute i don't get this reference all right it's from mario 2 <laughs> <laughs> are there movies because it used to be a thing that's oh, yeah, definitely worth seeing at the cinema but is that a thing anymore um i would say a cinematic experience uh like a marvel film or like a big action film or some kind of blockbuster usually is worth uh seeing at the cinema um but recently there's a huge chatter about this recently um about uh mixing sound for films did you see this no 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 tell me so lots of lots of people we are video games a, podcast, over, by the way. Video games <laughs> podcast. Lots of over a, well, you know, we're talking about the Mario movie. Um, <laughs> period of time, like, does anyone find it really difficult to hear um, films? So either hear the talking, or um, you know, there's something wrong with the, the mixing. So um, you know, the the score is blowing out the speakers or certain sounds aren't being made and then a bunch of I can't remember who wrote it up this is so typically 2022 isn't it? someone somewhere wrote something that's my authority uh, but they were looking into it and kind of saying well that's modern film production these days you just don't really care about how these things slot together and it's all done by various different industries and um, it really really depends on how the cinemas are set up because recently and that for me that was one of the key things about going to see something in cinema it's because you know oh, the sound and the visuals you know, that's what that's the difference between 
sitting at home, right? Unless you have a super amazing home cinema setup. And I feel like Gap's closing. There's very little, you know, there's very few things that I think, oh, I have to go to the cinema to see that. Whereas in the past, it was, you know, if it is a big cinematic thing. And when uh, 3D films, remember those? When they came oh, back? God. Well, I mean, we've got Avatar coming back in just a few days. <laughs> that was like the first 3D film. Yeah. 23 years ago or whatever it was <laughs> and then you know you just end up with these stupid scenes that look awful when you're watching it on um, awful home, home tv like oh what's this oh this is the 3d bit where something yeah where you're came out sort of going through a water flume yeah, or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah no i know exactly what you mean and oh god like the 3d the 3d was shite you were just stuck wearing these glasses through the entire film which made it a little bit blurry or yeah and then you got to the 3D bit and you're like, oh, okay. Not necessary. I can, I can imagine what things are in 3D, you know. But yeah, but with sound, like, I, I don't have the greatest hearing in the world, so it's, it's a bit of a mess for me. Um, like, I've, I've genuinely gone to um, showings of, like, Love and Thunder with uh, subs on because it's just easier. Mm. You know, easier. Read well, the subs go. and go so on. I think yeah. you're one of the you're one of the victims of you know. Oh, I just thought I was getting older. I couldn't know. It's because sound mixing's so shit that it's genuinely hard in some films to follow what the characters are saying. There was one, I think it was Dunkirk, and I just couldn't. It felt like everybody was mumbling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's going on? I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. There we go. But but you like the wire, and the wire is the worst for that. <laughs> I, the wire is just this film of people saying things really quickly and quite low with this Chicago wind sort of blowing over them so you're just like and then and then you're like am I supposed to get some nuance from this that he doesn't like that guy well, he does seem quite angry um, yeah the wire the other one I struggled with is um, Peaky Blinders I just couldn't Honestly, yeah, I mean, that is supposed to be some crazy proto-language, uh, but yeah. But it wasn't the Latin, it wasn't Latin, so I, was, I can't hear the, I can't hear the words! Anyway, <laughs> yeah. apparently it's an industrial problem, not the fact that we're just um, getting older and decrepit. But video games, so yeah, Mario movie, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe I'll go to the cinema, I don't know. Hopefully the soundtrack will be good. <laughs> that's your wish list this is um, this is our new year's episode so uh, no, <laughs> your new year's resolution is well it's not even a resolution your new year's wish and hope is the Mario movie is good enough or has a good soundtrack I think it's a good goal I'm going to say April okay Alright, we've got a while. Yep, yeah, we do. Uh, and Until then... Yeah. Maybe we played some video games. Well, some of us did. I'm going to see... You... I did. I played two with you, at least. Since yeah, that's true, that's true. Shall I kick us off with our staple feature? What are you playing? Do it properly, do the accent. Go on, what get... are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Good. Great. Um, this feature 
readers is where we talk about some video games we have recently been playing good bad ugly impressions thoughts discussions yes so did were you asking me what am i playing i was asking you if i should start i think you should start yes okay i mentioned this in a previous or potentially future podcast um i think it was the one that just came out i on a weakness i think it was a winter the winter sale the early winter sale <laughs> early middle and late winter sale i was the black friday coincidental sale no it wasn't it was before that oh uh, right okay okay i think it was an early winter sale anyway uh i was looking on the playstation store and i just come off of uh i was still in, hadn't quite finished andor okay um which just yeah dropped me into a huge star wars hole to the point where i, I picked up um here on the desk <laughs> you know like all the old star wars stuff legends essential legends collection i you know picked up some like, actual star wars books which are really cool. um, i'm reading rogue squadron which is excellent um but it's all different canon so that's why it's under this legends title okay uh <laughs> so after the after the second death star there's a whole thing with these dinosaurs so they mentioned these dinosaurs, but obviously that didn't happen in uh, the real canon. Anyway, no. So I was really, I just really had a hankering for some Star Wars, um, so I went back to Star Wars Battlefront Squad Squadrons. Okay. First, because I bought that a while ago and didn't get around to finishing it, because I think I said this when I initially reviewed it. Yeah, Star Wars Squadrons. It's a space shooting game. Oh, oh yeah yeah it was free on um epic i got it the other day there oh give it a spin see what you think okay um because it's an excellent kind of space shooting game, but i think it's one that was that really flourishes in vr okay or made for vr so if you're not playing in vr it feels a bit slow um, okay and just Anyway, so I finished that, and that's fine. Um, Weaves a really nice story about the flip between a bunch of X-wing pilots and a bunch of TIE fighters. Do you get your own R units to have in your ship? Uh, no, not really. They're just on the ship and, and running about. But it, so it's like in between missions, you'll be on the whatever a base star, of some sort, yeah. Star destroyer, yeah. But it will be. It will just be your first person viewpoint and you get to look around the hangar and then you click on a character and then you have a discussion with a hyper-realistic looking person who then <laughs> off. do a mission briefing then you kind of get your ship and fly back. anyway that was fine um and i thought i want more more star wars so um it was during the sale and i think eight pounds which is reasonable that is not just reasonable that is cheap oh it's uh, it's like the price of a in pint these days so yeah exactly <laughs> last few 30 more hours so yeah i loved the original battlefront and battlefront 2 on the playstation 2 um so i thought yeah i could go in with some battlefront i completely missed the fact that there are now two new battlefronts <laughs> um so i got battlefront 2 
uh, skipping back to that one. And yeah, it's good stuff. I think as I whinged about last time, it's um, an EA game, so it's all oriented towards online play, so half your trophies and yeah, all blue, your unlocks. Yeah. And there's uh, it got some criticism for loot box system because it has this loot box system which you earn oh, God. credits for through online play. So I, I don't have a PlayStation Plus account, so I didn't do any of this. Um, and but like I think fairly serious progression bits are hidden in loot boxes which people didn't like. Yeah. Um. So you can play versus the computer, and that's fine. It doesn't lock all your characters and weapons. It just means you can't use those online. And there's quite a nice story mode, which I really enjoyed. I think. Uh, I think it's a really good way of teaching you the game, and that's what it's meant. So you kind of change characters and get given different weapons. But it covers, more importantly, it covers the bit between the end of the Empire and then the beginning of the First Order. All right, okay, cool. Which is something that I'm really interested in because I felt like the films, I don't know if they kind of deliberately left things vague. Yeah, in the hope that they would do another trilogy in between. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly what I was thinking in that they'll fill it in with series and films because, yeah, you go from the Empire to... Uh, oh, we did Stormtroopers again, but it's not quite everybody in, um, you know, slightly changed the uniforms, slightly changed the vehicles. And there's a big, tall, silver female one as well. Yes, and then there's the um, yeah. uh, guy with the half face. Um, so it didn't really explain a huge... A li- there were little nods to to that, so they kind of explained that, um, uh, of course, the Empire just didn't just disappear when the Emperor did, but essentially... People left in the Empire split into. Yeah, but spoiler, people. the Emperor never left. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler! He was hiding on that planet with 400 <clears throat> secret Star Destroyers that nobody knew. And 300 versions of himself. <laughs> um, in a box uh, that was floating a meter oh, off the ground. So weird, so <laughs> um, But basically, the Empire split, and there's like a really hardcore faction which essentially went on. First order. So you play as a. Uh, um, actually, you... I don't want to spoil the story. So I won't. You play as some characters, uh, and you see through kind of the end of the empire. And then there's a bit of a time skip, um, and then you're doing tying things up when um, uh, the first order, etc. Cool. Running around, and there's you know there's of course it's fucking Star Wars. You end up crossing over with. Leia and Luke and all the all the unlockable characters. So all the special characters. In other Star Wars games, um, yeah. specifically, I'm thinking of like Rogue Squadron on the N64. You always got a cool, fun cheat where you could play as like a Naboo Star Destroyer or or a car, <laughs> a floating car, or the Millennium Falcon. You get that in there as well. Any cool cheaty unlocks and and no, not, squadrons? No. It's quite. Uh, sorry, this is <clears throat> in Battlefront Two. You mean? All right, were you talking Battlefront Two? Yeah. I, I, oh, I, I thought squadrons was the the in between bit of. No, no, no. I sorry, I finished squadrons and then I was still hankering for Star Wars. Ah, right. Apologies. Two. Okay, cool. And played as the story mode. So no, there isn't. It's quite po-faced. Um, po-faced? 
you made the you made the pun. Uh, and you can kind of unlock different skins for different troopers. You seem so ashamed of it. Yes, I really that's not really not what I'm going for. Um, no, I didn't find anything fun at all in in that way. It's, okay. It's very um, very straightforward. Okay. But it looks. It, it, I think gamers of our vintage occasionally you have um, those pinch yourself moments. So uh, there's an early level where you're on um, Endor, uh, whilst the Death Star's being attacked. All right, so you've got the Atats or the ATSTs and the yeah, yeah, and Ewoks the and stuff like that. Forest and the Ewok, and um, it just looks fucking amazing. You know, it's brilliant. Like, yeah, my younger version of myself. In awe of just how this looks, feels, and sounds, and the fact that it's all in engine. Um, so yeah, it looks it looks good. It takes you to to many of your favourite yo locales, such as Yavin Four and <laughs> and all those other ones we've been to. Various different games. Cool. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Flipped through it. Um, occasionally, if I really feel the need, I'll go and play against what what has like a few competitive missions. How the Jedi's work is how the other things work. Well, gives you a challenge mode to destroy as many um, battle droids as you can in five minutes. And then that's really the really nice thing about it is that the the like key artwork for it in the menu screen is just loads of different helmets. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you can play through. You can play uh, in any of the three different settings of the trilogies. So. If you love prequels, you can play as all the clone troopers, and they've got like every single niche, um, you know, squadron and unit or platoon from uh, the Clone Wars era. Do they have a Gungan troop? No, no, because they're all true. They're all troopers, right? Oh, right. Okay, okay, okay. But you know, if, you, if your favourite is the five hundred seconds. I really don't have a favourite stormtrooper thingy. Then you can play that, and then uh, <laughs> snowtroopers. Although yeah. they are about Ku Klux Klanny, aren't they? They are, yeah. But you've got the um, first order snowtroopers, which are a bit cooler. You've got the classic. Oh, okay. Snowtroopers. Cool. So yeah, you can play as um, whatever it is the clone clones versus the sis. Sex? Yes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. That's, that's the name. I mean, that was the original. That was the original sis. Yeah. Started using it for things. Or rebels versus empire, or uh, the other one, Re rebellion versus first order. First order. Yeah. The rebellion. Yeah. yeah. Cool. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. I just really do wish it was. I know it's kind of stupid, but I do wish it was more geared, or wasn't just geared towards playing online. The weird thing, and maybe I just haven't explored it enough, is that there seem to be, there are options to put vehicles in, but I rarely saw any vehicles. Whereas my memories of certainly the original Battlefront 2 was that it was kind of, vehicles were a really, really big thing. 
Okay. It wasn't really like a mechanic class. I didn't see many vehicles doing that, but it might be that the CPU, you know, grab one or two X-Wings and then just spend the entire game just searching in the air meaninglessly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is what the Kapoo is uh, famous for. <laughs> there we go. Cool. Um, seven out of ten. Okay, seven watts out of ten. Come on, you've got your Star Wars references. Seven legions out of five hundred and twelve bone trooper dark squadron. Okay. Okay. Cool. How about you? What are you playing? Oh, let's do what we've been playing. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. What are we playing? Uh, we played uh, as a tradition it has now become. Every year there is a new Jackbox game. Also, weirdly, we seem to hang out the weekend it comes out. <laughs> as well, usually it comes out like the weekend just after my birthday. Okay. So yeah, you guys like will come over and or vice versa, or. We will do something just before Christmas, which is what happened this year. So yeah, yeah it's quite uh, quite similar. Um, there was a little bit of a mix uh, on how we did it because we played it on the Steam Deck, which yeah. is quite cool. And what mean, did we play? We played uh, Checkbox Nine, and it wasn't very good. No, I mean it was fine. It was more Jackbox. Weirdly, it has got quite high accolades as a Jackbox game. Oh, okay. So, for, I mean, maybe people don't know. If you don't know, give us Jackbox in a sentence. Jackbox is a bunch of games that you play on your TV uh, with your phone. So everybody in the room can do a sort of couch co-op in the privacy of using their own phone to answer questions or set challenges or do something like that whilst the TV displays um, like quiz questions or prompts and things like that. Yeah. It's pretty solid. That's a good explanation of what Jackbox is, right? Yeah, and then, and within that format um, of uh, I mean, you can have hundreds of people joining in, but I think it's normally like 8, 8 to 12 Oh, you can, you can have like uh, you can have like thousands of people watching. Yeah, as in, well. In, um, audience mode. <coughs> Sorry, um, I'm still recovering from being ill. And uh, they have over the nine previous games really played around with how, how can we make that concept fun. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, well, they they end up becoming a little bit um, self-referential as well because a lot of these ways that they have sort of played around with that format becomes quite similar and I think specifically in this latest iteration we saw oh this is just a reskin of X game mm. um, and yeah uh, so bunch of new games uh, let, let's just run through them shall we yeah so Fibbage Fibbage Four is one of the flagship Jackbox games, and it, the yeah. premise is really good. It's um, your 
given a question you don't know the answer to. And the idea is that you're supposed to come up with an answer that's convincing enough to fool everybody else. And then you have to guess on the answers that everybody's put in with the real answer there. Um, so yeah, it's a really good premise because it's really easy to kind of fool other people with yeah. um, answers. Yeah. Especially if you know you know the other people in the room and you know the kind of things that they think yes. they know as well you yeah, can yeah. really sort of lure them into little traps yeah and it's yeah. fun it's basically that one moment where everyone else in the room clicks on your answer your yeah. fake answer and yeah, yeah that is and, that is the endorphin mm, in that yeah. one <laughs> and then you get to see who voted for your answer and who came up with a fake answer you go, hey and perfect for that like yeah in person ribbing of each other for yeah you got that wrong wow, that's a really good answer does it need four versions though <clears throat> oh no but well i was going to save this till the end of this discussion perhaps but do you i mean obviously it's working for them i think and i can't believe i'm saying this because i normally hate games as a service jackbox would benefit if they just kept adding games to you know jackbox the portal instead of releasing what are we on now nine nine yeah nine games with like nine, nine years this has been going nine, nine games with four or five i think it does vary or five or six games per thing um some of which are really good yeah i, I think it should just all be you know, you should just add different games to the same thing rather than. I mean, I guess they can't because the, each game does have really high production values. There's loads of. Yes. You know, it's if you're thinking if you're envisaging something like the Buzz games in your mind. No, it's far more interactive than that. There's uh, animations. You know, there's quips. There's like context-sensitive stuff that triggers. And yeah. um, so half the time you aren't kind of like you're not laughing out loud, but chortling along with. Silly bit. High production value is a really, really good way to sort of put that. Yeah, it's really, really well done. And even the um, sort of like the interaction, like because you're basically playing a game that you have to play through the internet on your phone, yeah, next to your TV, it's actually quite flawless. There yeah, hasn't there been is. too many issues other than like somebody forgets to charge their phone or somebody starts doing their duolingo in the middle of <laughs> yeah. 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 Of, uh, yeah 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 <laughs> um but yeah now we've kind of now we've got like nine different packages of these games and some of the games are not very good some of the but there's really ones good. that we, re- we 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 revisit that we love you know mm. um yeah. i think it would be easier if that was all just you know under, yeah. under one portal rather than yeah I mean, it's trivial to pop in and out. So what are some of the other Jackbox 9 games? You're going to have to remind me. Yeah, so the next one was Rumerang. So this was a game that is sort of billed like a reality TV show, like Big Brother, but also very, very similar to... um, Like like your reality top models drag things like that you know Mm -hmm. or or making the cut um 
and it, it it wasn't explained very well. It took us a long time to realise, oh wait a minute, we're supposed to be in a reality show. It, it just wasn't clear, or at least it wasn't to me, what we were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there was some kind of a competition which involved us trying to roleplay a character trait which we never did. None of us actually went into that trap. And we were just left sort of getting voted off based on an answer to a thing. Uh, This is really badly explained, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Yeah, essentially it's like a reality TV show. Each round you have some task to do, but I think it's it's one of the weaker games in this compilation because it's really just up to how you interact with the other players rather than answering questions and getting knocked out yeah. or you know getting places so particularly if there's a small group there's only four of us just very quickly and if there's one person who's picked on all the time they're yeah. gonna go yeah um so i didn't didn't really write that game at all because there wasn't there wasn't really a game to it no yeah there wasn't a game to it and i think like the role play aspect I think was the important thing but none of us were in it or even really following what was going on No, I, I think it was very poorly introduced uh, in yes. that fashion yeah yeah so let's okay yeah um, I think one of the worst the, the worst game on this particular population yep okay next Junktopia so <laughs> Junktopia <laughs> <laughs> Junktopia was good in the end. I think it was good. Junktopia, the Junktopia is a remix of yes. one of our favourite games. Yeah, painfully stupid. <laughs> stupid. The the concept behind painfully stupid is you have like thirty seconds to, on the back of an app, can make up a product and then try and sell it to the other people in the room. Yeah. I, so every, so. Uh, Everyone comes up with a bunch of prompts, and they mix those prompts together, and then you you get to choose between one or two of them, and then you have to invent a product. Yes. And then essentially, uh, it's very clever. You know, you do a drawing, and then I think you write like two phrases, and then you have to do if you if you play in um, whatever is presenting mode, which you absolutely should do. You then have to present your invention to your colleagues. So um, it does involve you know is like a bit public speaking, which perhaps some people won't like, but. Um, yeah, it's fine. We've, we've, it's the one we've... Yeah, it's the, the hump you get over after a couple of Proseccos. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the one we've had the most giggles. Yeah. <laughs> giggles over, definitely. I, I would say belly laughs have definitely happened yeah. during this one, yeah. Um, really fun. And then this one, um, what's it called? Junk- Junktopia. So Junktopia. They, they add a little bit of a different background to it. So you've been turned into a frog, which is inconsequential. Um, but uh, in order for you to be turned back into a human being, you have to visit an antiques store. And in the antique store, they have various crazy objects. And yeah. you have to try and get a markup on those antiques. In fact, there it's a mishmash of patently stupid. And there's another one which is like where you have to get oh, yeah. paintings appraised uh-huh. yeah. yeah 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 that one's yeah. quite good as well yeah. um so yeah it, it's kind of like that but basically 
what you end up eventually having to do is present some hideous like disgusting clown doll which has got like half of its face removed and you have to say how it is special in whatever way that you've decided to do it and sell that to the rest of the people um on your like you're playing with um and yeah yeah i mean that was fine my only issue with that was i would have rather been playing patently stupid (laughs) if if for only one reason the theme tune was 10 times better (laughs) yeah yeah that's okay uh we then had non-sensory so this was the 3d monkey that looked like sort of crazy for frog time graphics do you remember this? I do. And you had to do a sort of drawing with a writing and then you had to put it, you had to do a drawing that fit on a scale. So you were given something that was half something or half something. So like uh, Charlie or King Charles and you had to say that it was 90% Charlie and 10% King Charles and everyone then had to vote on a gauge like 9 out of 10 that it was 9 out of 10 Charlie it was hard it, <laughs> and it wasn't fun no. I mean I didn't particularly like it I was happy to I'll be happy to never play it again yeah yeah it, yes some concepts worked better than others yeah. The, between the extremes that you're given. So one was like Karen or Kraken, which is quite a fun one. Yes. You got a good one, yeah. Like I got the Charlie and the King Charles one. I was just like So that's just basically did a tiny drawing of a king with big ears and then another person snorting coke. Yeah. Yeah. Like what was seventy percent Charlie or eighty percent Charlie or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. It's hard to do. You, the way you approached it with the the Karen cracking, with the hair and things like that. I think that was quite cool. But yeah. And the last one, we also hated. <laughs> uh, it's not a good selection. Uh, it was quick sort. And it's which not was, quick at yeah, all. Not quick at all. No. Um, you get put into teams of two and you have to drop in a Tetris style blocks into the order of something so that order might be when were these films released or rather abstractly who's the strongest in the Marvel Universe which I feel like they gave us a definite answer. I, I, I can already hear, you know, the nerds going, hey, hey, you're not the strongest, not the strongest. Oh, hey. an amazing, fantastic four episode for issue 45. The thing actually beat up for four, so um, that's not correct. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, the premise is okay, but it just takes way too long. 
Yeah, and so you you actually get blocks. different rounds as well. So you can drop it, and then they'll start. All oh, right, you got these three right. We'll stack these up. Now get the other ones right. You're like, oh. But you're just basically watching the other people do it. Mm. Uh, it doesn't really feel fair to help them. No, so and again, maybe yeah. some of these would be slightly better if there's more of you, and you know people are shouting they think um, yeah not the best compilation no but yeah we played Jackbox uh, I will give it uh, I'll give it six Jackbox party pack sixes out of nine Jackbox Charlie. <laughs> out of Charlie yeah out of Charlie yeah um but that being said, it killed a few hours. We did laugh um, and we had fun. But it, it, yeah, definitely is a one-off. As a service, I think you're right. It would be much better as a service and that I wasn't just buying this every single year. Because uh, I think we felt quite similarly uh, about last year. Yeah, they've been in a bit of a downward trend. Whereas in previous, previously when we played them, we no. were looking forward to it. We're just like, oh my god. Yeah. yeah. And they'd be like, oh, there's, here's this one we have to come up with, you know, rap battles between robots. Kind of cool. Oh, that's so good. That's so, so good. Um, yeah. Um, the last two, I think, they have yeah, it, many it, standouts. Yeah. It's like we should just have a Jackbox party rather than play the new one, you know? Yeah. 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 Just play the, the three that we like. <laughs> I, again, it might just be a matter of taste, you know, as well. Yeah, and yeah. again, you know, you've got a whole living room full of people, maybe the experience vary. And we even did a, a COVID one of it as well. We did yeah. the, the the drawful. Um, yeah, Because they, sure, sure they gave it away for free. Because yeah. COVID happened, Jackbox was like, oh, right, well, why don't you play this game for free? You know, which is quite cool of them. I mean, obviously... And just buy all of our other games as well. <laughs> um, out of interest, uh, how much does it cost new? I'll see this last time. Uh, I think it's about 20 quid. Okay. Well, fine. Mm, that's going to be... Next year I will spend 200 quid on jackboxes. <laughs> yeah, but think how many hours we've got. I know, I know, I know. It's, like, it's not... Uh, I don't resent it in any fashion. It's just yeah. like they are so good to have and they're so handy to have. And they're not just on um, PC. They're on Switch as well, you yeah. know. Yeah. And if you do have some non-gamer gamers over, they're, they're yes. really easy to get into. Everyone has a phone with them. So it saves that you know, horrible faff of the multi-tap, finding all the controllers, explaining to the one person who has no idea that here's how 3D cameras... Yeah, you, you see this person holding the controller upside down and you're yeah. just like, oh god, no, this, this, is, is not, this is not a good start. Best time doing this. Right. Yeah, so we played that. We and we've scored it. So, Farley, what have you yeah. been playing? So, uh, a while ago now, I don't know why, it was... You know, this strikes me as the kind of thing that you literally never interact with. 
when you turn on your switch there's the like, switch news channel i guess at the bottom uh i have it on the the left hand side yeah uh yeah, yeah it's, it's one of the selections so you've got nintendo switch online which is where all the medals and stuff are and then next to that is news so it, very often it will have notifications and it's a pseudo like social media platform where you can follow different games that you're interested in um by like following them adding them to your feed although seems like a really half-baked idea some games just don't have a channel many nintendo games don't have their own channel um anyway so whenever you log in there's a two little things down the bottom left um often they'll have a little notification system on. so um, i follow quite a few different games that i'm interested in but perhaps don't want to buy or series that i'm interested in to see what's going on um and one day i logged in and i saw that they were there was a announcement of a game called mythic ocean with a video okay is um, this a sequel to endless ocean no no not at <laughs> okay all. Uh, um and i think if there's a video there's probably studies to this if there's a video i'll kind of watch it but sometimes if there isn't a video then obviously i won't it's really strange to be reading text about a video game that i have no idea about decide whether you want to find out more or not uh, and this mythic ocean i think it was released on something else so then the switch has just got this complete version or extra version of it and so watch the video and i thought you know what that doesn't look too expensive but it kind of looks cool and it wasn't that expensive i think it was pounds a handful of pounds a handful of pounds a handful of pounds um uh and it was even cheaper with the gold my Nintendo Gold points, which accrue when you're buying stuff. Yeah. So Mythic Ocean is essentially a visual novel, um, uh, but it has like different discrete areas which are 3D, and it's about uh, a mythic ocean, um, and you have to work out what's going on. But it kind—I haven't played a huge amount uh, of it. I think I'm like three out of five characters into it. Um, but you kind of get the feeling that uh, it's like a, a myth or like a pantheon of gods that occasionally resets existence. Um, and then these gods reappear, um, all based ah. on different ocean things. Is it sort of got an Atlantis quality or something like that? Yeah, yeah. so very, yeah. very. Uh, so one, one of the gods you meet is like, um, uh, like a sea pig type thing. Okay. Very, very strange, perpetually hungry um, creature, uh, which you kind of you know chat with, and, and um, uh, it's interesting food. Then there's a couple of there's uh, a pair of twins um, who are very childish and childlike, uh, and then there's a very hedonistic otter who lives in. Um, really vibrant um, part of the ocean uh, so as you meet these characters and talk to them um, then there's they start to refer to the other characters so the twins love to play with the otter but then sometimes he's really mean uh, so you can talk to the otter about the twins um, the little sea pig thing's very hungry and so you have to go and find some food uh, 
yeah, so I don't think it's, it's particularly complex, although in the trailer it did kind of, at some point you do get to see the, all the branches and decisions that you could potentially have got to do a single playthrough. But just the characters are really nicely crafted, the dialogue um, and the interactions that you have with them is really engaging. Uh, in each of the areas that you go to, there are there are kind of files to be found from hunting out. Um, uh, so how does the... Because you said it was a visual novel, um, as sort of, sort of like 3D walkabouty stuff. Yes, yeah, so, so as far as I've played it, there's there's um, like a central hub area initially where you meet this very mysterious character who kind of very cryptically explains something, 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 and then you go to the first area, you swim around, and it is like a 3D area. It's not particularly complex. There's a few like nooks and crannies here and hidden things here but it's not vastly complex and then you'll stumble upon one of these um, what appear to be gods and then have a conversation with them which will then trigger um, either another area opening up or refer to another character uh, and you go to all these different connected areas and meet the other characters so I think I've, like I say, I'm three out of, I've met three out of the five I think there are five characters because in the central hub there's uh, five tablets surrounding a circle and three of them are now lit up. Ah, okay, okay. So, so you know how far you are through the game? Uh, yeah, or well, certainly how many characters you've got to meet. Um, uh, but it does seem like there's quite a bit of complexity in, in um, uh, from what I saw in the trailer of like, the, the tree of options there's quite a bit of complexity in, in how it plays out because at various points they do give you a, should I do this or this option to suggest to them. And I think, uh, yeah, depending on what you choose, you close off a line of the story, um, yeah. or you fall out of favour with them. Or it sounds very familiar to uh, Scarlet and Violet, where you, <laughs> <laughs> you you do the the quest lines that you need to do. Yeah, yeah, oh uh, yeah. Um, but it's just, I mean, it's not it's not doing anything particularly special i think this format it's just really what it does do it's really really it's really nicely done like i say the characters are really engaging and kind of really invested in how where these stories go whether you can resolve some of these relationships between them um one of the ones which i've not spoken to yet looks like uh and i always love this were you a big babylon 5 fan nope okay i i kind of wanted to be yeah so there was like there was a few sci-fi series going on at that point, and obviously I was more Next Generation, Deep Space uh-huh. Nine, yeah. and um, Voyager, and things like that. And I would see Babylon 5, and there there would be the man with the, the, the receding hairline, and then yeah. there'd be the woman with the, with the, the ears covered up, and then she got hair. Um... And then there was captains that got replaced, but by the same generic white man. Right. Yeah, that's all I remember about Babylon Five. The thing I love most about Babylon Five, I, did, I didn't, was huge. You know, couldn't really call any of it out. <laughs> uh, was that they did non-humanoid aliens really well? So I don't know if you remember one of the. Yeah, there was what, there was a was, cupboard. There was a cupboard with a red dot, wasn't there? <laughs> there was this guy who had to live on like a special, in a special gas room, and you know, you never, 
or as far as I saw, it never revealed its true self. He um, was somehow, or she was somehow involved in Day Lynn. Ah, there we go. I remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> the the one getting hair. She got hair. I think she became part human, and he did uh -huh. something. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Sorry. what I really liked about that was, was you'd have aliens which had something else going on rather than just being like yeah. a green one with the tits or a blue one with the tits. It's well, yeah, yeah, no, I agree with you, but the 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 winner for me, hands down, for non-humanoid aliens is definitely Farscape. All right, I don't, I don't have, I have no resonance with Farscape. Anyway. Wow, okay, okay, okay. This is what drew me to this game is that not all the characters, all the characters got doing something different. They're, they're a kind of ever-hungry arthropod type thing or a very playful otter or these like mean twins uh, and then one of the other ones appears to be some kind of huge malignant titan type of thing. So yeah. Fun. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's a very story-rich world yeah. that you can be part of, which is great. Yeah, and, and not a game. Um, I, I don't think you saw recently. Can you die in it? <laughs> yeah, well, this is. I don't think you can. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I've seen them recently being called cozy games. Yeah. Um, I don't really know where that term has come from, but yeah, it's definitely one of those. You know, I, if I don't fancy holding two sticks at once. <laughs> I can just play Mythic Ocean. It's like, um, oh gosh, you know the name of the games company. The ones that made that um, Monsters Everywhere. Level 5. Level 5. Those were just great um, cozy games. Yeah. Like, you could enjoy what you were doing. Nothing took too long. Yes. And it was yeah comfortable there was no fear no suspense no constant worrying that like no. nemesis was going to break down the door or something no. like that no picking something up and saying you've got one of 999 of these and there's yeah. seven <laughs> different things you okay know. now yeah. you need to make a choice oh shit now i need to check on game <laughs> faqs what choice yeah. i need to make yeah i need to yeah. make a good choice in the first playthrough I think, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nice gentle game that I'm, I'm sure I'll go back to for over the holidays to, uh, to pop shop. The Mythic Ocean, and I, probably a very rare statistic in that I was just completely swayed on that weird Nintendo kind of social feed, which I'm sure the vast majority of people don't pay attention to. Yeah. Yeah. I give it four. D Lens? Four amnesiac deities out of five. Okay. <laughs> amnesiac so deities. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Right. What are you playing? Ugh. Ugh. So, when we were talking about games that we've been playing, mm. I... I don't want to go into too much depth, but I've been playing two games, Farley. Yeah. What are those two games? World of Warcraft. Yeah, and... Pokemon Scarlet. Pokemon yes. Violet. Yeah. Pokemon Scarlet, yeah. So I've got two games. I could talk to you about World of Warcraft. Yeah. Um, do you remember where we left it off last time? 
we're in the same point as the cycle we've been in many times. Uh, in that you kicked off the guys who weren't hardcore enough on the guild. <laughs> and, and you promised to delete your paladins, go have them. I never promised to delete my paladin. Um, everyone was gearing up for the next thing. Is that... Everybody was gearing up for the next thing. So the next yeah. big thing, I think, was Wrath of the Lich King. Uh-huh. Which is now out, and it's in full force. It's in Phase 1, and uh-huh. it is due to be in Phase 2. Uh, well, we haven't got a concrete date, but it's guaranteed... Well, pretty much we believe it's going to be right after Christmas. So, sort of January the... Th- fourth or something like that just after um what's it called christmas holidays and the first reset sort of thing um again i might be wrong it might end up being february but i don't think so so we've been doing phase one and phase one uh is is a fun point in the game because basically it's all new content so you get like I think 16 new dungeons that you can run through mm-hmm. so like yay run through all the dungeons you've got new reputation grinds that you can run through yay get through all of them uh, and then you can get all of the items from each one of those dungeons which are actually restricted and that you can only do them once per day um, uh, and also you've got brand new zones as well to run through um that being said most people were done within a week wow so repeatedly running through all of those dungeons getting getting pretty much all of the gear that they needed beforehand and also like getting their character reputations to full uh, it was a very, very quick process. So quick, in fact, uh, I'm now meaning a death knight. I've done my death knight, got to 80, got full reputations. I've leveled my warlock to 80. Because I can get lots of gold by doing that again. I've leveled my paladin to 80. It's, it's been so... Sorry. Yeah, fine. It's been so straightforward um, and so quick to do that it's almost cheapened the experience i know this is like it's quality of life all this sort of stuff well this this is what i was gonna ask would you prefer them to just artificially you know make those drops rarer uh, make the grind harder i think um no no you don't like they've made the dungeons more accessible doing a dungeon used to be like okay this is going to take maybe a good half an hour to an hour out of your time because one you're all going to have to go there you know you you didn't have the summoning stones initially and, and like there was this level of getting a group together they've added a dungeon finder in so you click i want to do this dungeon as this role and within maybe a few minutes you're there um you can then fly to that dungeon pretty quickly. I think the furthest one is five minutes away. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, there will be people who have got teleports to get there. Um, and you'll do the dungeon. If you are 
like if you've got competent people, you'll get it done in 15 minutes. You won't die. And at the end of it, you get currency. So there's a, another currency which is uh, emblems or tokens, uh, which you can then use to buy gear, which is very, very easy. Again, quality of life way of getting your character geared up. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondarily, you get the item drops as well. So regardless of what you're doing, you're always going to get that currency to get better items. They are restricted to certain items that you can get. Um, but also, you're going to get the random drops as well. Um, and whilst you're doing that, you can wear the tabard of the reputation group that you want to grind. And uh-huh. you you can just get your, get your reputation up bonus yeah. yeah so just to sort of like put that into um like reputations used to take weeks a month um to to get what you needed so uh in the very very first uh version in classic you would have reputation grinds for zogarup which was a, a catch-up troll raid um and it took a while because you could only do that on the lockouts from the dungeon, so you, you, the raid, in fact. Uh, and it was, it wasn't like a walkover raid initially, um, so it was. You had to do this, and you had to be successful every week. Um, so it, it wasn't like an easy grind, uh-huh. uh, but now the grind is entirely solo. You don't need to be in a, a raid raid group or anything like that. You just go into a dungeon, wear your tabard, get to the, the full. Or there is a ton of dailies you can also do, which just give you loads of gold. Gold means nothing uh, nowadays as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything Getting gold is super quick, and everything that you make is very cheap. So, like, I played my characters to get more gold, but that's only just to buy the big whale items um, that are, you know, flexes more than anything else. Um, Oh, yeah. It's... So, how are you feeling about it? I mean, like... I I think people are bored. Yeah. I think people are bored of Phase 1. So, the other thing that I should mention as well, Phase 1 brought with it some new raids. It brought with it Naxxramas. Now, I've talked to you about Nax before, and the reason you know it is because it was the final raid from original uh, World of Warcraft. Uh, And it was a 40-man raid. It was really, really hard. And um, it was special, you know. And uh, they basically brought it back. They've made a 25- and a 10-man version of it. (laughs) Uh, they included because they know that it was quite easy they buffed up every one of the bosses, gave them more health it is still a complete cakewalk walkover it is like it is pretty brain dead in there Um, so people are a little bit um, bored of uh of of phase one uh, and I, and you can see that throughout the community not just uh, like in my guild as well um but 
phase two, as I said, is just around the corner in January. Uh, and it's bringing with it the latest, greatest, hardest raid called Ulduar. Mm-hmm. Which is it's ve- quite an interesting part of WoW lore. Um, which is the Titans. It's a prison for the old gods. Um, so it's quite, it's quite, quite cool. And you, you do the questing in the storyline that you do in um, in Northrend is great. It's a great story that you go through and you enjoy. There, there's so much to get through, and it hints at all of these things happening. And this, the lead up to Ulduar is quite interesting. Um, so it'll be fun to get in there. And yeah, the bosses are legendarily bad. Um, there is one who was never ever defeated pre nerf. Wow. Yeah. So now that actually was um, refuted uh, no more than probably 24 hours ago uh, by a guild. Um, who were playing on the test uh, realm and they managed to after 24 hours of constant gameplay not constant, um, 24 hour man time, uh, accrued gameplay, they managed to defeat that boss so that sounds like it's going to be tough um, and a challenge Um, whether we get it pre-nerf or not will be a completely different thing but uh, and that's a uh, Yogg-Saron, um, who is the the old god in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is there are some parallels here with um, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet as well. Is because like, as you kind of said, you know, you're a dad plus guild, so you're not, you know, you're not the people who uh, eat, sleep, eat, sleep, drink, World of Warcraft. No. But you're probably more, you know, you're probably like, what, 7 out of 10 on the Charlie scale? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> is that it's, really, cause it's really hard to accommodate all these different players, right? So I, due to a confluence of factors, I had a lot of available time to play Pokemon Scarlet. And so I'm 120 hours in. Okay. And I'm pretty much done um with everything um I'll, I'll log in just to you know earn some currency and no doubt when home compatibility compatibility comes along i'll you know put my old guys through to get ribbons and marks um but obviously it's really difficult because that that is you know that's and again i'm probably nowhere near as bad as as people have got hundreds more hours in um, but how do you design a game for people who will guzzle the content as soon as it's there versus people who perhaps you know have an opportunity to play WoW like one to be two weeks, right? Yeah. Or, or are not playing it twice a week or are not in a uh, guild or not, you know. So I think the phases, um, they gate it basically to allow people to level up. And in fact, they're doing this it's actually quite cool um they're doing um a christmas xp bonus yeah so uh, you're getting 50 percent extra from everything so level up another character have fun um whilst you wait for the next um uh, expansion to come out or the 
the next yeah. phase to come out. Um, the th- the other thing is, like as I sort of touched upon, all of the raids have uh, ten and twenty five man versions. Mm-hmm. The ten man versions are generally, um, generally, easier just to sort of pug, you know, spend an hour and a half uh, with some random people, mm-hmm. and you'll still be able to get through the content. I say that generally. Um, because you kind of really want to have people who've done it before um, and and things like that. So, yeah, But it is what it is. Um, but um, they're going to do that for every raid as well mm-hmm. going forward. So Uldar will have its 10-man version and its own gear. They're also, when Uldar comes out, they are going to put a new dungeon mode in, which is slightly harder. Uh, but it has all of the gear from Nax and the other uh, quick raids um, in there. So it's easy for your character to come up and be on par with um, the other the other characters in the game. Yeah. So you can keep your character current, or characters, yeah. uh, and alts, uh, because I think one of the arguments uh, has sort of been placed... In previous uh, iterations of the game, was alts very very quickly lose um, validity or relevance, um, and you wouldn't play them because it takes too long to catch up and get gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the catch up raids, despite them being called catch up raids, people want to do them as quickly and efficiently as possible, which means that. They don't want to take people in who are just trying to do the catch-up. Do yeah. you know what I mean? So it becomes yeah. a sort of... Yeah. yeah. An they, elitist they, they culture. Yeah, Yeah, they don't fulfill the purpose that they were designed for. Yeah. Because people want to run them quickly. But, but that's not what they're... I, I, just find it, I just find it interesting because I... Generally speaking, of course, because the people who do put a lot of time or do have a lot of time into it or choose to put their time into these things over other things are obviously the people who are more passionate about it sometimes yeah. particularly with Pokemon Discourse it sounds like there's you know, not necessarily being complaining but you know what, what you kind of qualify as like oh here's what people are generally saying um, is you tend to hear from those people who are really vested you know I just can't help but think of people like yeah. Yeah, but, you know what about the people who haven't even got the Pokemon game. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that that is the other thing. It's like most people who are going to be playing this game are not 40-year-old guys. Yeah. They are going to be all the kids who are getting it at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um and and the game isn't necessarily for us the content guzzlers. But yeah. I mean, you know what? We have our Steam back catalogs to complain about our whatever back loggery. Yeah. Um so we really don't have a leg to stand on in any no, of the arguments uh, yeah, like that. I think it's just putting it into perspective because a lot of the things you were saying, and you were kind of positive about it, you know, like these are all quality of life changes. Um, but then what feels like it's missing is, you know, some of that. Yeah, no, look, some, I, some of that stuff that motivated the, you know, well, we really have to gear up for this, you know, or okay, this is coming, this is going to kind of uh, keep us fed for a while, right? Yeah. Um, Nobody, nobody, like there were people in my guild who actively chose to uh, make a character human 
because it's got a better uh, reputation gain. And they were like, oh, no, I really want to get my reputation in quickly. Oh my god, oh my god. And like, just... And now they're like, oh, I wish I'd rolled a different character because it took me seconds to get my reputations up, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, and so, like, there, there's that weird thing. Now, it's purely that there has become a point uh, of... Um, it, it, it's phase it's not burnout but it's just like there's there's trouble finding things to do uh, mm-hmm. until the next phase comes along i have to say though the time that i have been playing it what they have done and how they've changed uh some of the classes and how they work is amazing like like jumping in and playing as the uh the the death knight's just been so much fun i'm actually playing quite a niche version of the death knight as well um, I'm not playing uh, Unholy, which I said I was going to, um, but I'm playing Frost, which is not like a top DPS or anything like that, but it's just it's so much fun to have uh, dual wielding and um, and I, I managed to get like most of my items very very quickly, so I was able to perform really well quickly as well. So I, I've enjoyed that aspect, um, and also going back and playing my Warlock as well. Mm-hmm. Um, warlocks have just had so much love. Like each one of the the specs is super viable. Um, so like affliction, which used to be the sort of support class, was like you're there to do uh, this debuff that makes things everything everyone else better. So you're 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 there to be the affliction warlock. Um, uh, it is now like the top one of the top performers on longer fights because you've got all of these dots damage over time effects and they just build up and build up and build up until you're just a uh, nuking machine demonology which was uh, a fairly um good um spec uh, now is really really sought after it's the top damage for quick uh, damage as well and it brings along a buff that every other caster loves. Uh, basically, you just give them a whole bunch of spell power. Uh, and your role is to make that spell power as high as possible. So you're not only doing loads of damage, but you're also making everyone else do loads of damage. Such a cool thing. And you get to turn into a great big purple demon guy every three minutes. So everyone kind of likes that. And Destruction, which has sort of fallen behind the other ones, is now entirely geared towards fire and um, it is really, really quick burst. It doesn't bring any utility, so people are like, boo, boo Destruction. But of course, it's now my favourite <laughs> because it's like setting things on fire. Uh, but yeah, uh, no, no, like, and it's not just those two classes, that's like the little sniff of the classes so many other um uh, classes got so much love and so much changes um and rotations have become more complex but not complex in a bad way complex isn't engaging like as a warlock what i used to do in tbc was press shadow bolt over and over and over uh now you, you you've got to mix it up and you've got to you, like yeah it's just it's, there's more buttons to press and it makes it more fun. Um, yeah. Uh, it sounds like quite a bit of 
care and attention is yes. put into, you know, do, but, basically paying attention to these kind of things. And, again, this is also a game from 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> this is the changes that they made, uh, like, however many years ago. Um, and, and it's also where most people joined the game as well. Okay, yeah. So there's a term called Wrath Babies. So everybody who was a Wrath Baby and saw what Classic was and they were like, what the hell is this game? Like, there's no rotation and everything is so fucking hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, so it just became a sort of an inverse and the quality of life was awful as well. But for some reason, there's a charm there um but i think it's just regardless of the quality of life and the attention and the attachment to new rotations and making that better and and following these metas there's there's nowhere to to what's the word there's no outlet for -hmm. all of these things at the moment because yeah you can keep parsing um like seeing how you rank up against the rest of the people in the world at your spec um, but yeah there's also a kind of like I want a new challenge of new mechanics new content yeah and that's kind of where I think I might be in Scarlet and Violet yeah so you're waiting for the next Isle of Armour yeah or, or you know home compatibility to come along or um um, as I, you know, I'm sure we'll get uh, the particularly the other side of Christmas. Um, you know these events that come up. Um, so we had the, the Charizard Seven Star Raid, which was fun. You know, so for that weekend, um, everyone who because it came out really early, uh, at the end of the first week of release or week and a half of release. Um, you know, for that for the run up to that, um, everyone was coming up with strategy. You know, everyone. Guzzlers, um, the hardcore, if you like, uh, was coming up with strategies. Okay, here's the best team to take in to protect that Charizard. Turned out yeah. to be as hard as people were anticipating, um, but that's particularly because people were prepping. Um, but yeah, other than that, and it, oh, we've said it before, it's a bit like, um, you know, you've unlocked the crazy character at the end of a Lego game. Uh, but there's nothing for you to do. <laughs> yes, exactly that. Yeah, the, you know, you, all the missions are closed off because you've already done them. Uh, you don't need to do exploration because you've collected all the hidden this, that's, and the other. Um, and so you know, yeah, you can have a bit of fun, kind of like roaming around or trouncing things. But it's like, okay, I've not got, you know, not got heaps to yeah, waiting for something else to um, to do. And there are in all of these games. I think you can kind of make your own, make your own challenges. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at in uh, Scarlet Violet. And you know what? Part of me is like, fine. Yeah. How is out of yeah. curiosity? How is Endgame EV and IV um, training? Uh, it's um, super easy. So it's, I mean, all the um, it's not it's not really changed. Um, I mean, I skipped it entirely in um, Sword and Shield. 
Yeah, it's uh, early on, I think, when you're still blitzing all your cash on, you know, getting one of all the held items, getting all your clothes, um, making sure you've got uh, enough pokeballs. Once you blow past that and you are just accruing money and money and money and money, then it's the, the, if you want, you can do old school EV training and you get your battle item, or you just go and blitz, you know, just spend vitamins, vitamins. Yeah. yeah and then within seconds vitamins mints uh ability capsules ability patches um and can you switch for hidden abilities and things like that yeah yeah those yeah. at the moment those are like the beginning of sword and shield those are really rare so okay uh, i've only got i think maybe one or two from um the heist that one, i think i got one in the charizard seven star raid and maybe maybe i've got another one the other one, uh, one of the other high star challenge rates, and the scarcity seems to be around uh, some of the sandwich ingredients, which give you super good effects. Okay. Um, for I still haven't made a sandwich. Yeah, you don't need to. I I got all the way through the game. I, think <laughs> I made like two sandwiches, but um, for if you're interested in things like. Shinies and marks and uh, good IVs and stuff like that. And that's where all the sandwich stuff is. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's, it's all there. Um, breeding's super good in this one as well. Um, oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's the best it's ever been. Um, in particular, I don't, it's not too much of a spoiler. Um, they've made egg moves easier than ever. Brilliant. Fantastic. So um, you can get an egg move on a Pokemon without breeding. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you basically free. It's all less quality of life that now means you've got nothing to do at end yeah, game. Yeah, it's exactly parallel. <laughs> and, you know, I, I have I have guzzled through it, so I, you know I can't bemoan the you know yes, it it has taken me hundred hours. It just it just happened to be that that was really condensed because for one reason or another I had a lot of time. Um, uh, but yeah, now there's no, and, and because it's an open world game, now there's like no reason to go to that part of the map anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, can, I can totally see that as well. Yeah. Um, the only thing is if you're just chasing a shiny, that is, yeah. that is entirely it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're chasing a shiny, and then there are like outbreaks which change daily, which there's a tech for kind of getting better shiny. Yeah. And, you know, there's dailies to do and checking all the raids. Um, uh, yeah. 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 But also, yeah, like I said, like I was saying, it's fine to actually take some time away from that game. And much like you were saying, I think part of me, you know, doesn't want to be on someone in this situation. Oh, I have to play this game because otherwise I'm going to fall behind or I have to play this game because otherwise I'm going to get spoiled or I have to play this game because I'm going to miss that most of the time. Okay, now I can play it much more. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. Experimental, you know. What about this? What about this build? What about this build? Um, yeah. Uh, did they, one thing that I also noticed is um, flinching and paralysis. Yeah. Seems to has the rate gone back up on them? 
because they took it down um, but I've noticed that flinching and paralysis is uh, a lot more abundant so I, I'm just wondering because they've brought back Dunsparce the serene grace terror that he once was. I'm just wondering if he's going to be I viable. Know, I don't know if they specifically tweaked it, but it might have been because um, the whole Dynamax mechanic kind of got around some of that, mate. Oh, okay. Um, but then I get a terror raid is still... Yeah, I mean, terror... Yeah, terror raids like this whole group mechanic, like, I have genuinely started a terror raid, terra raid, yeah. um, and then went and made tea, and come back and I've just to catch the Pokemon. <laughs> I mean, I, well, um, but that's the thing, it's like, it's not even hard, like, and I'm not talking about with other people, I'm talking about with the AI, oh, okay. taking them down, you know. Yeah, I mean, it is, it is quite forgiving, it does get um, it does get harder the higher you get. But yes, I imagine this Charizard one, yeah, yeah. Well, interestingly, that was easier to solo than um, to play with other people. Oh right, okay. Because like there was um, lots of uh, images of uh, Charizard all surrounded by like uh, Azumarils. Yeah. Or yeah. or uh, I have I did a bunch of screenshots. Or uh, Azumarils. Two shiny, two non-shiny Zimmerils. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sylveon got a lot of play. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. I mean, it was good because people have planned um, so well uh, that it was that the board made it quite easy. Um, mm. But that's because people had actually invested in, in, in this kind of stuff. And it's the guzzlers like yourself that are doing it. Well, yeah, exactly. So we've got, you know, it's, it was trivial. Weirdly, I caught a shiny Marrow, um, which... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> we, had, we, had a, we had a Marrow community game go recently. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'll try to play that. And then all of a sudden, you know, Azumarill became the go-to Pokemon. I was like, oh, well, we've got it in the box. Might as well. So I ran down to the, uh, whatever it is, the Chansey shop that sells the vitamins and stuff. Maxed out. So yeah, now I've got like a, you know... Good EV, good IV, good, good nature, good moveset. Uh, Azumarill, which I never would have had otherwise. Like, you know, I've got one. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great Pokemon. I mean, yeah, it was so funny because there was Azumarill and then another Pokemon which we might have come across yet. Um, where like you know, Belly Drum. Oh, is that the tadpole one? Uh, we're coming back, and it's like wow, it feels like Gen Two when you know. Belly drum was some sick tech. Yeah. Uh, because in the terror raids specifically, you just want to max out your um, max out your attack as quickly as possible, and then other people coming up with these insane, you know, ways of supporting that. Um, so you have three characters do belly drum. Uh, there's another interesting tech with um, Berserker because its hidden ability boosts the steel type attacks of everyone of all your allies. Oh, nice, nice. So, if, and it stacks. So, if you have three Berserkers and another Steel type, <laughs> they're all doing insane amounts of damage. So, yeah, it's fun. It's really fun to see this <laughs> two weekend uh, experimentation when, you know, utterly niche Pokemon 
kind of got, got their got their five minutes of fame uh, brilliant to never, to never be seen again you know yeah 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 banked for yeah. that one <laughs> yeah exactly yeah but everyone's got these bots Pokemon that, for that one weekend I mean I'm sure Charles will come back and, uh, but yeah so I'm kind of waiting for more events to come out onto the other side of Christmas instead of too yeah. much now. or over Christmas yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So I think we've talked to our readers for an hour and a half now about um, the games that we've been playing. So let's uh, let's bring it to an end. Farley, that guy's a maniac. Whitey bye.